our show, Christy. We can do whatever we want. Let's show them how to do life. Oh, boy. Here it comes. It's like pandemonium, Heather. Okay, so I was thinking. She said what? I think I got to figure it out. This is how this to do is life. how to do life. <laughs> I was born for this. I was born for this. I have seen the life. Hey, pretties, it's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And here's producer John. To hype the crowd. Just a quick warning. How to do life with Chrissy and Heather contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and other nonsense and whatnot. If you are adverse to any of these ingredients, this show may not be for you. So be sure to talk to your doctor and all your friends about how to do life. Let's get into it. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, Heather! It is Christmas Day! Christmas Day! Christmas Day! Finally made it. I was thinking about what to talk about today being Christmas. And I just thought, you know, I think that we should all just take a nap. It's probably about time for a nap. So when this show comes out, we come out at uh, 10 a.m., is that right? I thought it was 8. 8 a.m.? Yeah. Whatever time we come out... The kids have already been up. <laughs> They've already done their things. There's probably already time for it. It's probably time for slumber. Yes. Yeah. My Christmas mm-hmm. nap usually occurs around one o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. That's by Is by that after time. lunch? Like, or is there a lunch? Or is it more like cinnamon buns and breakfast? Well, I and- make breakfast. I make like cinnamon rolls and I'll make like, I try to stretch out the morning as long as I can. Yeah. And like, I'll make kind of a big breakfast and then... Um, we open gifts and then by the t- I like to immediately tidy up all of the paper and fold the boxes back down. I like to tidy the paper as I go yeah. like with the big bag. Yeah, yeah we do mm-hmm. that too. And mm-hmm. I like to have like one of my most satisfying Christmas mornings. By 12 o'clock, I had all the boxes folded up, stacked up, ready to be used again next year. Even all of my fancy ribbons, I'll roll them up. And I'll have them ready for next year. And then once I have all of that done, Christmas nap. Christmas nap. So whether or not you guys are listening to this um, before or after your nap, um, we hope that you had a wonderful Christmas from the beginning of the season to whatever comes next. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's a joyous day. Heather, we just got a comment uh, that they like our, uh, my friend Neil likes our festive attire. Yay. Yes. um, Friends, if you are watching live, great. If you are not and you're listening on Christmas Day and you're like, (laughs) I wonder what they're wearing. I wonder what they're up to. You can go on. This will be on our, on our Facebook feed then. Yeah. And um, yep, we're all dressed up for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, in our last, one of our last programs, I made what I thought was an innocent comment, um, but it turns out that I got a lot of feedback. Ooh, really? On my assertion that there's no sequel, except for Back oh. to the Future. We're talking about the Christmas Chronicles you and know? the Christmas Chronicles 2. I, uh, I'm not kind of surprised that you yeah. got that feedback. So people, people like the sequel sometimes. I have a list of sequels. That people have sent you? Yes. Oh, gosh. Let's hear it. Okay. Can't wait. So um, here, if you're home on Christmas by yourself, nothing to do, um, you can check out some of these sequels. Shrek. Shrek 2. Yeah, pretty good. I'll, I'll take that. Beethoven. I've never even seen Beethoven. Uh, Beethoven 1 the dog and 2. Movie? Yeah. Oh, whoever put that one in. Sorry, I'm not with you. <laughs> I can't be. Toy Story 2. 
Yeah, and fantastic. I can't watch that, though. I think I'll cry. Oh, yeah. Jesse. I could hardly get through Toy Story 1. I'm, well, I'm telling you, haven't seen three or four? No. Oh, my Everybody goodness. tells me how sad it is. Oh I don't want to watch it. But do you know what? They all, like, they get you, they get you to this emotional point where you're just almost on the brink. And then, oh, Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't everything know. I've been out, afraid. Everything turns out okay. Just like real life, Heather. Everything's <laughs> always fine in Toy Story and life. Frozen 2. Fantastic. Although Frozen 1 is better. You can never match the magic of something that's spectacular and fresh and new. It's good. Frozen 2 is good. But Frozen 1. I've not seen either. Rocky. I don't really know a lot about the Rocky movie. Me either. I don't know. People aren't going to like that, that we don't know the Rocky movie. I mean, I know the theme song. I know the general. I know he punch his meat. Like he I know that he says, Adrian! Adrian! Yeah. But I don't know which movie he says that I in. know that the Russians are bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, but also really cute. Yeah. Very, very fit. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars. But I get confused about what's a, what's a sequel. I mean, okay, so technically with Star Wars, it's um, Empire Strikes Back. It's a sequel. Well, yeah, I know. I can't keep them in order. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's so many of them. I don't know. Home Alone 2. We already know you like that one. Fantastic. Love it. Love it. Terminator 2. I don't know the Terminators that well either. I don't know really either. Ghostbusters 2. I, I, is, is Terminator 2 the one where the guy's head blows up and then comes back together? Because if it is, that one might be better than the first one. I don't know. I think it is. I don't know. Um, Harry Potter... I'm not super into the Harry Potter. Now, what? I, I just never got really? into it. Oh my gosh. I Although love I Potter. love the land at yeah. at the at the Universal. Oh, okay. I haven't ever been It yet. is so fantastic and spectacular that it makes me wish that I was a really huge Harry Potter fan because I think I would appreciate it even yeah. more. Like if I can appreciate it that much as a non-Harry Potter fan, then I think I would yeah. absolutely be crazy about it, you know, in any other capacity. I'd really like to go. I tried to get my parents to watch my kids so that I could go. And they said that was a bad thing for me to ask. <laughs> you didn't want to take <laughs> the kids? I should take my children with Maybe. Me. They might like it, but yeah. <laughs> So, of course, so, okay, there's some sequels that I've been informed were good. So, my theory has been disproven, and I'm fine with that. My husband says... You know how to adapt. <laughs> and it's Christmas Day, it's and we Christmas. like everything today. We're all not arguing. Sequels, we like all the sequels. We like all the movies. We yeah. like everything. It's Christmas we Day. We don't argue on Christmas. Mm-mm. Everything is fine on Christmas. Everything is fine. Even when my husband says that Gremlins is a Christmas movie. It is. Is it? Totally. I don't think I've also Gremlins been hearing Christmas people movie. say that Edward Scissorhands is a Christmas I heard movie. that recently. Um, what else have I heard? Uh, everyone always says Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Do you know I've never seen Die Hard? I haven't either. Hmm. I got some, some crap for not uh, ever seeing Die Hard the other day. I might have to make it part of my Christmas season this year. Maybe so. I'm not planning on that. <laughs> well, so... You know, um, whenever it comes to a show like this, where um, you know we're diving into culture and traditions, and 
you know, all of the lore that goes mm-hmm. along with these types of last holidays. year wasn't the show where we did where we talked about the poop log, yes. the Spanish poop log, yes. oh, and the pickle. I went and looked for one. So remember, I searched and I was too late. <laughs> oh, well. So this year, um, I really want to talk about why we do what we do at Christmas time. Okay. And so I've got some of the historical origins of our most treasured Christmas traditions, Mm -hmm. and some of them may surprise you. And I also have some of my very hilarious jokes. Oh, my gosh. We haven't had a Heather's (laughs) Joke Show in a long time. You really did come through for Christmas. It's a Christmas miracle. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to start out with a joke. What do you call Santa Claus with unfolded clothes? What do you call Santa Claus with unfolded clothes? Chris Wrinkle. <laughs> great. <laughs> great. Great, great. <laughs> okay, so I know that you had your Christmas tree up like before Thanksgiving. Um, I think so. I don't uh, think it was decorated then, but it was up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Decorated Christmas trees date back to Germany in the Middle Ages. And, but actually, it's. I found some research that says the idea of decorating a tree actually goes back to biblical times. Hmm. When well, not biblical times, but like it was originally to uh, honor Adam and Eve. The idea of Adam and Eve, and it was a tree that was decorated with apples. Oh, they were trying to put the apple back on the tree, I guess. And it's like (laughs) the tree of life decorated with apples, and then you know, as traditions go on, it it evolved into this tree. To deck to, that we would decorate as part of the winter solstice, mm-hmm. and then part of recognizing the birth of Jesus. And now, I don't know at what point people started bringing the tree inside the house. I don't know that either, but I do know that there was a point in time where they put real candles on the tree inside yeah. the house, and that was also a period of time. <laughs> Where there were a lot of fires. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I want to get the clip-on candles. Yeah. And and every, I always say I'm going to do it. And then I go to buy them and it's like $50 for like four. And I was like, forget that. Like a real wax candle that you would no, light on like, your tree? No, no, no. I they're was like, going to say, Heather, they, we got rid of that for a reason. <laughs> they're, they're like clip-on and then it's just like a little flickering flame. Oh, like like an LED little candle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cute. So cute. We'll see. Maybe one day. Um. So, a New York woodsman named Mark Carr is credited with opening the first Christmas tree lot in America in 1851. And so, I guess that's about when people started purchasing a tree rather than decorating a tree that they already had. I wonder if at first people were like, what is this dude doing in a parking lot with all these (laughs) cut down trees? Like, did they know the intention? You know, because it is, I'd be like, um, like the first time that you see something like that, that's... You know, sometimes... It, Do you want to take this tree I just cut down and put it in your living room? <laughs> it you does can. seem strange. Like, it's always amusing to me when it's after Thanksgiving and people start talking about getting their tree. And I, I always just kind of smile when I see a car with a tree on top. 
because it's like we humans are doing this thing that we do where we go and buy a tree <laughs> right. and when we bring it home with us and we bring it into the house right and we set it up in a prominent location cover it with lights and decorations and it's like nobody thinks this is weird like right. we totally do this we've done a show before on like weird human things mm-hmm. like things that we do that if you really stop and think about them are kind of odd um <laughs> we should do that again in the new year i think that okay, there are so many things that if you just really stop and think think through all your christmas traditions uh-huh. think through just your day-to-day life right the weird stuff that we do that we've just all decided is how to do life i think <laughs> <laughs> i always think of that when i see robbie putting on a tie it's like at what point did men start tying a little noose around their neck every day before they go off and like this is considered fancy <laughs> So, um, okay, so here's another, I have another joke for you. Oh, great. What did the gingerbread man put on his bed? What did the gingerbread man put on his bed? A cookie sheet. (laughs) I like that one. I like, too, that we've, we've come to learn in this show that I'm very bad with jokes. I don't know how to do <laughs> knock-knock jokes. I don't... Like, oh, you're I right. never, never, ever have a good... I never have a guess. Like, you could tell me a joke that I've probably heard a hundred times and I still won't know it and I, and I won't have a guess. So I just am always so delighted for whatever the answer is. Well, you do a great job with playing along with the joke because <laughs> I do the bad thing where they ask me the question and then I try to you actually said, answer, answer it. Answer. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, no, you're messing up the joke. <laughs> People do really get a little bit out of shape when their joke gets like when people are like, "This is the answer," you know. Yeah. Like, at Thanksgiving, well, I I can I can never remember jokes. I don't know, but um, it was a joke about oh, if if April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? And um. my friend shouted, "Pilgrims," which is the right <laughs> answer. May flower. Oh oh oh. <laughs> But um, ching. I get it now. <laughs> I was like, yeah, um... but that's what happened. She yelled out "Pilgrim" so fast that everyone was like, "What? Huh?" And, you know. And, and then we all had to go, "May flowers, May flowers." So yeah, it really did ruin the joke. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to figure out what. I can't believe I remembered it. Wow. Honestly. Well, so one of my Facebook memories this weekend was going out in the boat to shoot down mistletoe. We talked about this last year. Yes! And we haven't, oh! we haven't done it for a couple of years. Oh, my god! I think we've got, like, so many kids now in the family that So for the new listeners, tell them, tell them what, give, okay, give a so brief rundown. The brief rundown is, it's a tradition in my brother-in-law's family that on Christmas Eve, you're this going... This is in Louisiana. In Louisiana, mm-hmm. um, that you're going to go out on the bayou and shoot mistletoe with a gun and try to get it to land in the boat so so i should back up mistletoe grows at the top of we learned this last year water oak trees among other trees Mm -hmm. but you can see the mistletoe in the tree because you know by winter the leaves have fallen off and the mistletoe grows in a clump and it's like a green clump and once you know what it looks like you can spot it easily and so we go out in my brother-in-law's boat out on the Honey Island Swamp, and um, we look up in the trees to see if we spot any. And then when we do, he shoots it down, and he, like he'll aim and shoot. And we try to position the boat so that the mistletoe lands in the boat. That's I didn't know that part. That's yeah. even better. Well, because you if don't because I guess it will sink, right? Like no, it, no? it would float. It, it would float. float on top. But if it, 
uh, then you get, it's just kind of, you get wet and it's usually cold and damp mm-hmm. and you don't really want to touch the water. Gotcha. And so um, if you, if it lands in the water, then you have to fish it out. It's kind of, you know, it's better to get it to land in the boat. Okay, got it. And then, um, and then we hold up the mistletoe and everybody kisses. And so I had my Facebook memory was of us going out to do that a few years ago. And um, I learned that mistletoe actually has its roots in Western Europe. When the first Christians came to Western Europe, um, they used to decorate the church with mistletoe. Um, But then they outlawed it for some reason. They don't really say why. But then the York minister... York Minster Church in the UK would hold a special mistletoe service where wrongdoers in the city of York could come and be pardoned. Oh, so where'd the kissing come from? The kissing comes from England. The earliest recorded date mentioning kissing under the mistletoe is in a 1784 musical. Okay. There was kissing under the mistletoe in illustrations of the first book version of A Christmas Carol published in 1843 and this is probably why people started the habit the tradition of kissing under the mistletoe because they saw it in the book and then they saw it in the play right anything that we see in media we yeah think we, we should automatically yeah we got it into our lives mm-hmm. but here's something that we don't do anymore the original custom was that a berry would be picked off of the mistletoe in order to be kissed, like in order to kiss somebody, you had to Pluck take a, a berry. berry off. Oh. But when all the berries were gone, there was no more kissing. Oh. So. You had to get there quick. Huh? You had to be serious if you wanted to kiss yeah. someone. Or just, hide just until all the berries the, were gone. <laughs> does each of the people have to take one if they're going to kiss or just one one per couple? It doesn't say. It says a berry was picked from the sprig of mistletoe before the person could be kissed. Could be kissed. So I guess you have to so have a berry. You have to a berry, a then kiss. someone can kiss you. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Or maybe you could make somebody kiss you if you have the berry. I've got this berry. You must kiss make me Make out now. with me now. Now, this is kind of gross. The name mistletoe comes from two Anglo-Saxon words, mistel, which means dung. Okay. And tan, which means twig or stick. So... Translated literally, mistletoe is poo on a stick. There's a lot of poo references with and Christmas. I was just going to say, you have not yet brought us a Christmas episode without some reference <laughs> to poo. I hope that doesn't become a, a new Christmas tradition. Is this the Christmas? Is this the how to do life Christmas tradition? <laughs> we'll have a poo story at some point on Christmas Day. You know, we used to have a Christmas poo at my house. Yeah, this was a show that was on. Oh gosh, what was it? South Park. Yeah, Mr. Hanky. Yes, Christmas yes, poo. yes. That's what it was. <laughs> and hey. so we had we had Mr. Hanky the Christmas poo, and Robbie would I would lo- I would have these gorgeous decorations like the house is just immaculately ready for a calendar shoot ready for a for a cocktail party with yes exactly Mm -hmm. and robbie would ruin my decorations by putting mr hanky (laughs) in prominent places and uh, that's great good job robbie (laughs) that's really funny okay who is santa's favorite singer i don't know who is santa's favorite singer heather elphis presley Elvis Presley. Maybe we should have a Christmas drinking game on this episode where you have every time I tell Why a bad didn't we joke. think of that? 
is it too late now? Every time that I can't guess the punchline, you guys have to do a shot. Okay? There you go, friends at home. There's your new game. <laughs> Followed by your new nap. <laughs> tinsel. Do you put tinsel on your tree? I love tinsel, and I don't because I have a fake tree. And I was talking on our last Not Quite Therapy about how when you put tinsel on a fake tree, you can never quite get it all off. And then every year you just have to put more, like you have to cover up the old janky tinsel with more and more new tinsel. And it's quite the scene. If I had a real tree, I would probably glitter that sucker up. Well, you know, gosh, I wish I had thought of this when we were talking about Christmas trees, but it's our show. We can do whatever we want. However we want. Okay, so going back to trees, I have... I have a fake tree mm-hmm. that I am pretty close to being done with. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm kind of done with this tree. And so what I'm going to do, I didn't pull it off this year. So next year, I'm going to get the flocking spray and try oh. to flock it. Oh, that's where you make it like white and stuff, right? Like you yeah. make it, yeah, uh, and snowy looking. Yeah, but one of my friends, fun. she did that and she said it turned out great. And it looked um, good. I saw the pictures. This year, my tree kind of had its own flocking because let me tell you what happened with my tree this year. So I have a little um, closet in my upstairs. It's where my air handler is. But it's a pretty large closet and it's where I store all of my Christmas decorations, uh-huh. right? Um, some of my friends say it's an alternate universe because I have so many Christmas decorations and they can't believe they all come out of this little closet. It's like the TARDIS. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I... Uh, Put the Christmas tree away last year. And I don't fold my tree up and put it back in the box or anything. I just take all the decorations off and I like take it apart into the three pieces and I throw those three pieces in the closet. And that's mm-hmm. just how it goes. Because um, mm-hmm. there's enough room for me to do that. So that's right. what I do. And so this year when I went to get out my tree, I uh, opened up the closet and I was like, oh, you know what? When I get all these Christmas decorations out, I should change my air filter because I haven't changed my air filter in a long time and I probably should be changing it every month. But the tree was in front of it. So it's been a year since I changed my air filter. Whoops. Um, So I start to get out the tree and I look at my air handler and I see that I must have had this idea at some point previously because I had taken out my air filter. There was not a filter in my air handler. For a year? For a year. And my tree became... The air filter, apparently, because my tree was completely covered in thick dust, thick gray dust. I had to take the vacuum cleaner to my Christmas tree. (laughs) I guess you couldn't pass that off as flocking because it would only be in like one spot. It was a huge chunk down one side, um, (laughs) like a really significant. um, Yeah, it it was it was pretty bad. So my tree might be at the end of its life too. <laughs> it's uh, not in great well, shape. Well, we have a we have a real tree um, in our living room, and then I have the fake tree. Of course, I put outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes no sense. But like, I like that. Have... Just a little juxtaposition yeah, there. Just, just a little irony for the Christmas season. I like to have the. I like to have a tree on the porch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty. Yeah, I love it's it. pretty, and it's one of the. It's pre lit, but it's a shimmer so it the lights just kind of like like a fiber optic or like a Mm -mm, no no. it's like it's lights but they flicker but they don't flicker they twinkle Ooh, they twinkle it's not like twinkly crazy it's It's yeah so um so anyway if you like to put tinsel on your tree 
tinsel. Um, all the way around. All the way around. Coming back to the tinsel. We made it to tinsel. <laughs> there is a folk story about tinsel being created by the Christmas spider. Ooh. Have you heard of the Christmas spider? No. So um, just to add, as an aside, another um, poo element to this <laughs> Great. show. We used to put tinsel on our tree, but our cat would eat it. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, Heather. I know. Do you think that the, speaking of cats, do you think that the Yule cat, the Iceland Yule cat, would chase the Christmas spider? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Let's find Let's out. Let's learn more. Okay. So in Eastern Germany, that's where all great stories begin. <laughs> that's absolutely true. <laughs> Poland or the Ukraine. Um, but also in parts of Finland and Scandinavia, there are stories um, about the Christmas spider and that the um, all versions of the story involve a poor family who can't afford to decorate their tree for Christmas. Um, when the children go to sleep on Christmas Eve, a spider covers the tree in cobwebs. And then on Christmas morning, the cobwebs have been magically turned into silver and gold strands that decorate the tree. It's like Charlotte's Web. Yeah. It's beautiful. Some versions of the story say that it's the light of the sun, which changed the cobwebs into silver and gold. Other versions say that it is Santa Claus, of course, that makes the magic happen. Um, and in parts of Germany, Poland, and the Ukraine, it's meant to be good luck to find a spider or a spider web on your tree. I like something that casts spiders in a positive light. Yeah. Big ups to the spiders. Yeah. It does not reference whether it's good luck um, to have a lot of dust from your air conditioner <laughs> on your tree. But it I probably can tell is. you, it's, it's 2020 and I don't feel like it brought me any particularly <laughs> good luck for the season. Okay, another, another um, joke. What do you get when you cross a snowman with a vampire? Get ready to do a shot, friends. What do you get? I don't know, Heather. What do you get when you cross a, a vampire? A snowman <laughs> with a vampire. And a snowman. Frostbite. <laughs> Cheers. <Yeah. laughs> okay, so you've heard of people say that um, it, writing Christmas with an X, like yeah, Xmas, Xmas. It's getting rid of Jesus. Yes, taking you have to keep Christ in Christmas and right. don't X him out. Right, I've heard that. Okay, so well, it turns out that it's not actually crossing out Jesus. Is it a representation of the cross? No, it's it, oh, man. I had a guess, but it something. is a representation of Christ. Um, it's in the Greek language and alphabet. The letter that looks like an X is actually the Greek letter Chi which is the first letter of the Greek word for Christ. Yeah. C-H-I. Uh-huh, yeah. So the X... I was trying to figure out which letter of the Greek alphabet it was. That's why I'm counting on my fingers like a crazy person. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what it meant. So it. the Chi. early church used the first two letters of Christos in the Greek alphabet to, to make the monogram symbol of Jesus, which is like the Jesus fish. Oh, okay. Jesus fish. Yeah. It's all coming together. X... And what would the other one be? Um, row. Okay. And so it's an X with a small P at the top, which has morphed into what we call the Jesus fish. Jesus fish. So when um, when you see the X, it's actually a representation of Christ. So if anybody yells at you for taking Christ out of Christmas, be you can like, say, I'm just Greek Christ. Oh, old school Christmas. Yeah, this is old school Christmas. This is the original Christmas. The OG. OG Xmas. 
Do you send Christmas cards? You know, I always intend to send Christmas cards. I don't even intend to send them. I get them, though. I, I, so some friends of mine the other day, we were going to go to dinner together, and they showed up at dinner with a shiny gift bag, and in the gift bag was homemade scones in a pretty little um, cardboard box with, like, heart cutouts in it that they had assembled, you know, together. Nice. And then it had a little, um, a little can of, like, a little bubbly with it and a jar of homemade um, grapefruit marmalade to put on the scones. Wow. Right? And they had it all together with their family Christmas card with their beautiful children on it. And they handed it to me. And I was like, you guys, I'm not good at this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I w- it was so sweet and I was so delighted. But I was like, oh, this... <sighs> I'm just, I'm just not good at this. You're so thoughtful, and I love you so much. And I did end up, you know, doing something and and getting it right. But <laughs> I got a pretty gift bag too and put it together. But I'm like, like some people, it's just so effortless. And like, like they're baking a cranberry orange loaf and putting it on their neighbor's porch and doing all these beautiful things. And some of the people in my life, like they're very, very good at it, and it's a big part of how they do Christmas and how they do caring and yeah. you know and oh, I wish I was better at it I really do that's why I say that I have good intentions my my heart is with you people yeah. you know what this show this is my Christmas card <laughs> this is what I can offer you this is it I I also have good intentions and I always there was one year that I actually was successful at sending out cards and it was only because the previous year I had a sinus infection and was on prednisone okay and the steroids kicked in and i planned christmas for three (laughs) years ahead i was like i was doing teacher gifts for the next year like it it was after christmas and i i was on a kick and i got cards and i i wrote them all out and i addressed them and i had them in the bin so that when i took out the bin the next christmas the cards were ready. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. Wow, Heather. I know. You had a real manic episode there. <laughs> I'll tell you what. So let me tell you what happened at my house this year. We haven't even given our teachers their teacher gifts yet. <laughs> Actually, we haven't We haven't even purchased our teacher gifts yet. But we will be doing that. But So um, the story is that Friday morning, I, as an early Christmas gift to my children, I did not make them go to school. And that's why the gifts weren't delivered. Mm-hmm. But the real story is... <laughs> That I forgot about it until Sunday. And then I was like, oh my God. And these teachers are working so hard this year. They've put so much effort in. I think I told you that my son's principal has been his teacher the entire year because of the teacher shortage. (laughs) So we have the principal, we have the guidance counselor, we have like the head of school teaches math right now for my son's grade. We have like no teacher, we have one teacher like who's supposed to be in my son's grade. Everybody else is administration. These people deserve. The best, best, best. And they're going to celebrate the new year with the best from me. I will get to them. Yeah. Maybe it will be extra special because it comes as at a novel time. Yeah. I contributed money to the teacher gift fund. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a friend of mine texted and she's like, so do you do anything in addition to the teacher gift fund? And, um, and I said, no, I haven't. But I usually do like a new year thing. Like when we come back, See? I have something. See? That's about when I'm able to get it together. Th- yes, <laughs> that's where I'm at. Um, I think I told you that last Friday, 
so it's Christmas Day. It is Friday. Mm-hmm. So a week ago on Friday, you and I got into a conversation that we were both really burned, like just mm-hmm. really burned out and just really struggling. And I took a nice winter's nap. Mm-hmm. I took a nice solid, you know, hour long nap. And when I woke up, I was ready. Yeah. So last Friday I woke up and I made all the lists and I checked them twice. <laughs> and then I spent Saturday and Sunday shopping and planning and like mapped out the stores I had to go to in the right order. Like I had my manic episode and I got everything together. And that's when Christmas came together. But the kids were already out of school. The The window for that had already been missed. And, you know, we're coming into a new year. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get it together then. I always try to take the last two weeks of of December kind of off. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I usually I'll close out my coaching schedule. I won't book any, any more clients. Um, I try not to have any more writing deadlines. I don't want to have anything pressing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's so that I can be present. You know, I, I right. want to make the gift bags for for people you know mm-hmm. i want to do the thought the thoughtful things that that i always envy other people having had the foresight and time and, right. and you know time management skills to do and i want to do those things plus when the kids are out of school i want to be able to hang out with them right this year i broke all of my rules i've i have booked clients i've got one client this week that I'm that um, I'm looking forward to, to um, meeting with. I took a writing assignment that mm. now I'm super busy with, <laughs> and so it's kind of like this is going to be the year when I remember why I set those boundaries. And there you go. Yeah, it's just the pendulum came this way to now. Yeah, exactly. Well, so back to the Christmas cards. Um, it turns out that Christmas cards started. Mid 1800s, when Sir Henry Cole decided he wanted a way to send a holiday greeting to his friends without having to write individual letters. <laughs> so he had the intention in his heart, you know, like us. But then it was kind of like, oh my God, it's going like, to take this forever. Is so much work to talk to each of you. <laughs> so he had 100 illustrated cards printed with the words Merry Christmas and Happy New Year with space for personalization. And that is the beginning of the Christmas card. Well, thanks a lot, yeah, guys. So thanks, Henry. We appreciate it. Okay, so um, another joke. How much did Santa's sleigh cost? How much was Santa's sleigh? I don't know, Heather. How much was Santa's sleigh? Nothing. It was on the house. <laughs> <laughs> I think that John is going to need to get, um, I need, John, I need, after each junk joke, I need you to edit up, but, um, please. John's sitting in there and he's just like, this is not good. All right. Last tradition. Okay. Um, do you like to go caroling? I, yes, I love to go caroling. You just said that so that you could continue the conversation. I love to go caroling. I, I love carolers. I would not mind being a caroler. I think it would be fun. No, most people don't ask me to be a caroler. They should. I'm a fabulous singer, but um, I don't know. I I am always kind of weirded out by the idea of carolers coming to my house. And people then just we, show up at your house to sing to you? We just have this awkward moment where we just stand there. Like, am I supposed to like give them something? Do we make eye contact? Is it... I just think it would be very weird. When I was a little kid, um, my church would go caroling sometimes, and we would bake 
cookies or whatever. And we would go usually to like the older people of the church's homes and we would knock and we would give them a plate of cookies and we would sing them a song and we would go away. And I thought it was sweet. Yeah, it is sweet. I mean, I remember doing it as a kid. I, I think I can't remember if it was Girl Scouts or church, but I remember caroling and like we mapped out in the neighborhood, like who was going to go where and we had we practiced and there was one woman who I guess knew we were coming and she had made cookies and hot chocolate and stuff and we went into her house and it was a whole thing but now I, I think I would be I would be a very awkward person to sing to yeah I think. You, you don't think that you're a good no, audience member I don't think you don't so. think you're good at participating once I had a band show up to my house like a middle school band really? <laughs> yeah, we were there to to carol with their like wow that's yeah. serious it was a it was pretty cool, actually. <laughs> I think I'm a good fan of carolers. Well, this year, of course, I don't think we'll be able to carol because that we would be spreading COVID to everybody. That would not be a good Christmas gift to show up at somebody's house and then spew your germs on them. Although maybe so. You can stand. You don't have to stand on their porch. You stand out on the sidewalk. You oh, stand yeah. far That's away. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the tradition, um, you know, deep dates back to medieval times when people would um, go from house to house um, wishing their neighbors good health in the new year. So, in song. In song. (laughs) Well, we don't know. We weren't there. (laughs) Yes, whatever. Speaking of singing, knock, knock. Who's there? Olive. Olive who? Olive the other reindeer. Oh my gosh, that's at least that people, everybody's third <laughs> shot. Everyone's wasted on Christmas. Well, you have one more to go because I have one joke to close out the show. Okay. All right, here we go. Before I say our, um, our last joke, um, Chrissy and I hope that you are having a wonderful, wonderful day and that you're sitting someplace cozy with everything that you want and that um, you are in the, the most comfortable spot, either waking up from or about to fall asleep for your Christmas nap and that everything around you is wonderful. And all the people that you love are nearby and it's just been the most tinsely fabulous Christmas morning that 2020 had to offer. Yeah, Yeah. I like that. Okay, I'm going to ruin it with this one. Knock, knock. I'm not good at knock, knock jokes, but I can do it. Who's there? Murray. Murray who? Murray Christmas, one and all. <laughs> but um, ching! Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas. Until next time. Bye.